we can just stand, let's pray. Let's ask God to open up our hearts and our minds to receive his word today. Lord Jesus, thank you for waking us up in our right mind, God. Thank you for leading us today, Father God, into a house of God. Lord, we are here for a reason, and I believe that today. We come here to grow closer to you, God, to grow an authentic relationship to you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for your sacrifice on the cross, God, that I can stand up here a free man now, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. You can all be seated. Thank you, Jesus. What I have to speak today is basic, it's simple, but I wholeheartedly believe that if you do it, you will grow closer to God. Amen. There is no doubt in my mind. The gospel is simple. It may not be the most easy thing to do all the time, but that's because the flesh likes to get in the way. But the gospel is simple. How you start your morning is the most important part of your day. How you start your morning, how you start off, to me, is the most important part of your day. In the morning, when you have a good start, you wake up on time, you eat a good breakfast, you got everything, you gather everything you need up for that day, usually you tend to have a lot better day. Am I right? So when you leave the house prepared, you're not late for work, you're not stressing out, you're like, man, I'm settled, I'm set, I'm comfortable, I'm cruising, I'm good. Especially when you remember your keys, when you get out to your car and you can start your car and then you can leave. But if you forget your keys, you get frustrated and then it's like this snowball effect that just keeps happening. We've got to prepare ourselves in the morning for the day. We have got to prepare ourselves in the morning. Being prepared brings peace. Being prepared brings peace. Now when you wake up late, you're rushing. You forget everything that you need for the day. It's very chaotic. It's cluttered. Yeah. Then the rest of the day, it's just like, you know what? I'm done already with the day. The day hasn't even begun yet, and I'm already done with it. I'm like, oh, Lord, help me, please. Yeah. So being unprepared is chaotic. Right. Very chaotic. How you start your day will affect everything. But we're here to get closer to God. You have to start your day with Jesus. I'm telling you, as a believer in Christ, as somebody who is living for God, if you are trying to make it to heaven, you have got to start your day with Jesus Christ. It is vital to your life. And I'm talking about to your spiritual life. No, it is a vital step of your day. Because I'm telling you, if you do not start your day with Jesus, who knows what's going to start your day. I'm going to start off in Matthew 20, 1 and 2. For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is a householder. We are a house. We are a temple of God. Which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. Verse 2. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. The kingdom of heaven is like a man that is a householder which went out Early in the morning, Jesus is looking for people in the morning that are going to hear his call. He's looking for laborers to go out into the world and to spread the gospel. He's looking for people who are going to be lights and the salt of the world. He is looking for his body to do some work. No, we're not saved by our own works. 
But when we are in Christ, I will show you my faith by my works. In Matthew 13 and 38, a vineyard or a field is the world. So what he's talking about here is gathering up laborers to go out into the world and to spread his gospel. That's what we're here for. That's our purpose. If you want a purpose in life, follow Christ. Go and spread the gospel. That is the best purpose I could ever think of on this planet. It's not about going to your job and trying to get that. you got to work. I'm telling you, you got to go to your job. got to work if you want to eat. But that's not what it's about. It's not about getting your fancy car or your house or your clothes all lined up. No, it's about making it into the kingdom of heaven. We have got, we have got to get out of the mindset of this world. Because the world's going to tell you that you are not happy if you don't have. No, you're not happy. You are not full if you do not have the spirit of God living inside of you. And that is the truth. I'm telling you, if you don't make it into the kingdom of heaven whenever you leave this earth, it all means nothing. And I'm telling you, young people, it's cool to follow Jesus. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to those kids. Who cares what they think? You won't know them anyways. I talked to two people that I've gone to high school with, and I'm not, not meaning to make it, you know, this, this relates to everybody. People you work with, whatever, who cares what they think? I'm telling you, who cares? They're going to talk about us anyway. I don't care. I've been talked about before I followed Jesus. They think I was crazy before this. Well, I'm just even crazier now, so I'm like, ah, whatever. You can think what you want to think. But I'm telling you, that's the kind of attitude that we got to bring. Just, you know what? I don't care. I'm on a mission to make it into the kingdom. And I'll, I'll take you with me. I'm going I'm to pull you in with me if you want. But it's not on us if they don't accept it. So don't put that burden on yourselves. No, Jesus came. He's the one that saves. Don't put that burden on yourselves. Plant the seeds and go. Go into the world. Work for God. So when a man that is a householder, when he goes out and he picks his laborers, he's going to supply them with what they need. He's going to give them the seed to plant, the tools that they're going to need. And that's why we have got to wake up early and immediately come to Jesus. Gotta wake up, we gotta be prepared. Jesus is looking for laborers and will equip you with the tools and the seed you need for the day. He will equip you. But you gotta get there. You gotta be like, hey, I'm right here. I'll work for a penny a day. I don't care how much it is. I'll work. I'll work for you. So we go to Matthew 9, 36 and 38. Starting on verse 36, Matthew 9. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. When Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. When I go out into the world before I found Christ, I was scattered. I was chaotic. I had no control over myself. I had no discipline. I did what I wanted to do. I was confused, always looking at different stuff to, to try to find fulfillment, you know, getting spiritual, getting just weird about it. You know I mean? Man, the devil can really put you on a weird path if you don't have Christ. He really can. 37. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest... Then he will send forth laborers into the harvest. 
There are churches on every single street corner here. We are in a Bible belt. Laborers are few. Man, there's a lot of people that claim to be Christians that aren't willing to work for it. They aren't willing to be about it. They just want to go to church, tickle their flesh, and then go out into the world and do whatever they want to do. That's not what Jesus called us to do. We have got to be changed from the heart out. It happens right here. I don't care what you look like on the outside. That will come later. But when your, your heart changes, when your mind is renewed, that's when the true change can come through. Whenever behind closed doors you can say no when you want to look at something that isn't right to look at. Or behind closed doors you're going you're gonna to pray instead of just being on your phone all the time and just being plugged in. It's like you start getting different desires. You start getting the desire of Jesus Christ to see people saved, to see your family saved. But you got to be right yourself. That's something that God has really worked on with me. He said, he said, Ren, if your soul isn't right, you can't be effective. You cannot be effective. If my mind is not in the right place, I cannot be an effective laborer. So get real with God. Open up your heart. Say, Lord, this is where I'm at right now. Be honest. Be truthful with him. And I'm telling you that right there, that's going to break down bondages. Tell him the bondages that you have. Lord, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. Whatever it may be, tell it to God. Don't tell it to me. I mean, Pastor Tim can only do so much. But we have a Savior up in heaven that is willing to listen to our call and our cry. Tell it to Jesus. He's overcome. And he can help you overcome anything. You have in this world, I'm telling you, he can and he will and he has. Not saying I'm perfect, no. No, I'm not. Far from. And I'm telling you, it's a progression towards Christ. If I continue to just progress towards Jesus, that's all I'm asking. Just progress. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, then he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, why is it so important to get a grasp in the morning on Jesus? Why is that so important? Now, I'm telling you this. Do not be afraid, but be aware of Lucifer. In Isaiah 14 and 12, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut to the ground, which did weaken the nations? So not only is Jesus going out in the morning to find laborers to send out, Satan is going out in the morning to find people he can cut off. To find people that he can trip up. And then that downward spiral starts happening. I'm telling you, (laughs) Satan is a lie. And he will get your mind tripped up in dreams. He will get your mind tripped up in not waking up on time for your your alarm clock. For getting you distracted. He's the biggest distractor ever. So that's why it's so key to have that discipline and that that self-control to wake up and immediately... Thank you, Jesus, for waking me up. Automatically have your mind on that. And eventually, it becomes a habit. And you just keep doing it over and over and over and over again. I'm telling you, it does get better. You do grow closer to God. It's basic. It's simple. But the first thing you do in the morning before your feet hit the ground, pray to God. I'm telling you, it works. And it's beautiful. Now, yeah, your day may may have a little ups and downs. But then that's when the strength of, of the Holy Ghost comes in. That's when, when the power of God comes in and those little ups and downs, you just start walking over them. It's like, you know what? I see you, devil. I'm not going to buy into your devices. I'm good. 
nope, I'm going over here. I'm going to heaven. I got a mission. I got a destination. And we can't stop. We can't stop. Come on. We'll fall into temptation. Yes, you're going to make mistakes. Repent. Get back up. Keep going. Keep walking. Do not be afraid, but be aware. We have nothing to fear. The devil cannot hurt us. He can't. In Christ, he cannot hurt us. But you've got to be aware of his devices. Man, we've got to be aware. Let's look at how Jesus started his day. Let's, let's look at the perfect example. How did God start his day in the morning? This gives us a really clear picture of what we should be doing. Before discipling, before healing, before miracles, signs, and wonders, in Matthew 1 and 35... In Mark 1, sorry, and 35, this is what Jesus did in the morning before anything ever happened. And in the morning, rising up a great while before the day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and prayed. That's the Savior. That's what he did. How much more should I do that? Waking up before the day even starts. Prayer is when heaven touches earth. We are vessels and channels, and that's why we have got to be baptized in Jesus' name, to be cleansed of this world, renewed mind, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, because we are channels, vessels from heaven to earth, the direct connection to here on earth. Abiding in the law of God, he put us in dominion over the world. So therefore, when we pray, it's Jesus in us doing the work through us. It's like a conduit. We've got to keep it clean. Why does your sink clog up and water doesn't flow out? Because your drains are clogged. We've got to keep our drains unclogged so that we can flow that living water every single day. And I'm telling you, a good way to do that is waking up in the morning and getting them unclogged first thing in the morning. Getting it clear so that we can go out and we can, we can water the crop so we can throw that seed. We've got to have the right seed to throw. I'm not perfect. I read my word every single day. I'm not even going to lie to you. No, I'm not perfect at it. I get distracted, and that is a device of the enemy. Because if Satan could keep us out of our word, that keeps us from the knowledge of God. we got to fight that. we got to combat that. There's all kinds of apps. We carry these little things. Everywhere we go, it's like our little personal friend. You're never lonely. you got these little mechanical demons. I had a, a bishop before say that. I loved it. I was like, man, these are mechanical demons. Get out of here. I'm not going to throw my phone, but <laughs> but I'm telling you, that stuff is distracting, but that is a tool right there. Download a Bible app. You got a word of a day. I love getting those because it's like, man, pop it out. I'm on a five-day streak. Here we go. Like, <laughs> start getting on a streak, but it's perfect. You have the word right in your pocket. How convenient is that? We have no excuse one scripture, a chapter. I don't care. Just read. Get some word in you. Yeah. I'm telling you, it helps. Amen. And then what's even better is whenever you read something good, and then if you're working with somebody, you can share it with them. Yeah. Share it with them. It's amazing what happens. Let people know what you're about. 
We're about Christ. We're about living right. I'm not about going and getting drunk. I could care less about that. Not about that anymore. Been there, done that, spent enough time in the world, done. There's so much, so much better on this side. It is so much better on this side. So Jesus, I want to read this again. And in the morning, rising up a great while before the day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Prayer. Pray, pray, pray. And just keep praying. Bug God. Bug him. God, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Just keep doing it. Just keep praying. And it will get answered. If Jesus does it, I'm going to do it. Point blank. Simple. <laughs> he has a point. He has a reason for every single thing that he does. My God is organized. He's intelligent. He thinks. He breathes. He lives. He knows before things even happen. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to do what he does. He knows. So you do this. Wake up in the morning. Get your day started off right. You're going to be fully equipped for that day. And if you do this every single day, consistency I'm going to say that again. Consistency. you got to be consistent with it. Doing it every single day, you're going to notice a change. People around you are going to notice a change. It's going to happen. You're going to have the strength to say no to those temptations that may come up. You're going to start learning more of your word. You're going to build and cultivate an authentic relationship with God. Without a relationship, there is nothing. You can know your word front and back. You can know this Bible and every single story in it. But if you have no relationship with Jesus Christ, there is nothing. I'm telling you, there is nothing. God, being married, God has revealed so much to me about the marriage between the church and Christ. Being married to my wife, if I only talk to my wife on Wednesday night for an hour and on Sunday morning for two hours, where's our marriage going to be? It's not going to be there. There will be no relationship. So if I only talk to God on Wednesday night for an hour and God on Sunday for two hours, where is the relationship going to be? There's not going to be one. That's why we got to be the Monday morning church. I love that. We got to be the Tuesday morning church, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, we have to be the church. We are the church. We are the church of God. Let's take our Let's take our right position on this world and be the church of God. God has already promised it. He's given it to us. Now let's grasp it, let's take it, and let's live it. Man, this walk is good. I want to see people healed. I want to see people delivered. I want to see families put back together. I want to see our family put back together. That's your first mission. Your household is your very first mission. It's right inside of your home. It's right inside of the place you work. You don't have to travel a thousand miles to become a missionary. We are missionaries right here. The work is right here. That is beautiful. We all have a purpose. You are worthy. God saw you. He thought about you when he died on the cross. So let's smack that depression away. Let's smack that oppression away. You are worthy. The blood of Jesus Christ was poured out for you. It was poured out for you. It was poured out for me. Thank you, Jesus. 
Now you're equipped to face the day. I want to go to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I love that, of power and of love and of a sound mind. Why am I so in tune with nature? I love watching nature. I love seeing God's creation because I see his personality and his creation. The work of his hands have God written all over it. I see the peace of God in the forest where it's peaceful and quiet and the trees are still and calm. I see the power and the relentless efforts of God in the ocean that never stop, that never sleep. I see the unstoppable power of God when a volcano erupts. Try to stop that. That's the personality of my God. He is peaceful, he is loving, and he is unstoppable. That's my God. He created himself in us. We are peaceful, we are loving, we are powerful and unstoppable in Christ Jesus. That's what he created in us. If, if we're in Christ. There is a way, and I don't want to stray away from that. If you have not been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Spirit, get there. It's totally worth it. The water is open, it's free, it costs you nothing cost you nothing. You don't even have to die for it. (laughs) The price has already been paid. Just do it. This is a heaven or hell topic, and I'm not fire and brimstone and all this stuff. No, but it is. If I die and I haven't been down in the water and not filled with his spirit, how am I going to know where to go after I die? No, it's going to be chaotic. You're going to be scattered and confused because you're going to be like, "Uh, Jesus? Without Christ after death, it's silent. There's nothing. No life. It's death. There is no life. That's powerful, man. We've got to get there together, and we can. It's possible. Second Timothy 1 and 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, so don't be afraid, but be aware. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. I do not want to be a double-minded man. I need to have a steady mind, and that's what I pray for God every single day. And I've been saved like two and a half, three years, and it's taken up to this point where I'm starting to feel more steady, more sound. But I'll tell you, those first few years, my flesh just wanted to take me. It was taking me on a ride. I'm like, all right, flesh, come on. You got to choke it out sometimes. You got to get in control sometimes. Choke this flesh out. Tell it no. I'm not going to go that way. You got to tell your spirit, spirit, let's go. Come on, strengthen me, God got to say these things every single day. This is, this is a real battle. This is a real thing. But I do not want to be a double-minded man. So pray. Lord, give me a sound mind. Give me a peace of heart. A sound mind. We will have multiple influences trying to distract us throughout the day and throw us off. You'll never get rid of that. I don't care how saved you are, you'll never, never get rid of the influences that are going to be from the outside. It's just going to happen. That's why you got to be changed from the inside out. Guard your mind. Protect it. These right here, your eyes and your ears, they're portals to your soul. Everything that goes through here and everything you hear is in direct contact with your soul, with your spirit, to the inner man. 
You have control of what you watch. You have control of what you hear. So control it. I got to tell myself that. Control it. I'll tell you, I slip up every now and then. I love music. That's something I really struggle with. But anymore, I can't listen to secular music. I can't because it gets my mind frustrated. All of a sudden, I'll have uh, uh, almost like a daydream or a thought that will just come out of nowhere. And I'm like, I'm really frustrated right now. Why? Because I let that demon in. I listen to that song where all it has is frustration and anger or lust and pride written all over it. Music does not ask permission to penetrate your heart. It just does. Music doesn't ask permission to penetrate your heart. You're walking around in the grocery store. You come out to your car all of a sudden. You start singing songs that you heard in the grocery store. Didn't even realize that you heard them. I'm telling you, music is powerful. It is powerful. And I love what Brother Brother Hayward has to say about music. It is. We got to watch it. I love it. Do not forget who you are in Christ. That's the one thing. Remember this. Do not forget who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. We cannot forget that. Don't lay it aside. Take it with you in the morning. Do not forget. We are children of God. Man. Turn with me to James 1, 22 and 24. It says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass or in a mirror. And he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of a man he was. It's like coming to church on Sunday, praising God, waking up on Monday morning, going to work, cussing talking about whatever, doing whatever you want on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come back on Sunday, praising God, woohoo! and then doing it all over again. No, you forget who you are. We've forgotten who we are in Christ. We can't be like that. I mean, we can't. But be ye doers of the word. And that's why I take it seriously when I teach and when I preach. Because I know the devil's going to try to hop on my back. A target right now, i got a big old target on my back. I'm teaching the word of God. Let there not be too many teachers. Because if I teach and I don't do, it's better for me to have a millstone tied around my neck and I'm dropped into the ocean. That's what the Bible says. I'm least in the kingdom of heaven. So when I teach, I have got to back it up and I've got to do and live the life. Even if it doesn't make me popular, even if people don't like me, no. I'm telling you. So if you want to teach the word of God, be ready to do. Be ready to get dirty and down in the word of God. That's real. And I have a respect for it. That's why when Pastor Tim would ask me, hey, you want to preach? I'm like, I'm all right. Not not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Because, man, I know what comes. I know what comes. It does. But I believe in a God that has empowered me through the Holy Spirit that I can overcome, that you can overcome. We all can overcome together. We cannot forget what Jesus has done for us and how he has led us from our old life. I'm telling you, God has got me out of many, many, many situations before. I should not be here right now. I should have been locked up or dead. 
from the life I was living before to where I'm at now, man, I thank Jesus for getting me through those days. I do, and I cannot forget where he brought me, but I don't want to dwell in it. I don't want to dwell in the past. I'm here right now. This is the moment I have. This is the moment that you have. Don't dwell in your past because it will come back and get you. Wherever you put your focus is where you're going to be. If I turn my head this way and I keep walking straight, eventually my body's going to want to go this way because it's uncomfortable walking with your head turned this way. So when my thoughts aren't directed towards Christ and they're directed towards my past or lust or sin or anything else, when I'm focusing anywhere else but Christ, eventually I'm going to start walking towards that. The mind is a powerful thing. Thoughts are powerful. Get them in control. So I used to struggle really bad with, with negativity, with complaining a lot. I used to complain a lot. And, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Didn't even realize it. And God uh, revealed it to me. And uh, so I asked God, I was like, God, how do I, how do I stop being a complainer? H- how do I redirect my thoughts? And he said the same way that you fell into the negative thoughts, now switch it. Go to positive. Literally just start saying positivity over your life. It's a great day today. I'm happy. Smile if you have to. I'm telling you, it works. Jesus loves me. I'm saved. I'm going to the kingdom of heaven. Start saying these things over your life. Start speaking life. Not death. The power of life and death lie in the tongue. Your tongue is powerful. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you think because it may come to pass. And then you start wondering, man, why is everything just going bad? Why is it just a downward spiral from here? What have you been thinking about? I'm telling you. The snowball effect is, is we got to rip, rip out of that. You got to have that self-control to do it. Let's turn to 1 Peter 4. Verses 3 and 4. Before I read this, how much time have we given to the world? Too much. 1 Peter 4, 3 and 4. For you have spent enough time in the past. This is the NIV version. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans or the world chooses to do. And I want to take that world out, or that word out. The world chooses to do this. It is a choice that we have to either live for the world or to live for God. It's a choice. Living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that you do not run with them in their recklessness, wild living, and heap abuse. It's going to happen. But we got to keep our mind on the prize. Do you want popularity or do you want to go to heaven? <laughs> They'll heap abuse. I was on a construction site. Grown men on a construction site. Here I am witnessing. There's like eight of them. We're all putting in this escalator at uh, downtown somewhere. And here they are, all of them, mocking the word of God, mocking me. Here I am, 22, 23, just got saved on fire for God. I'm going to talk about God. You got to take it sometimes. You just got to take it. I'm sorry. That's what happens. Living in the gospel, living for the gospel, it's going to happen. Just take it. We got a man up. We got a woman up. (laughs) Come on, let's do this. (laughs) 
That's my last verse. Turn with me to 2 Timothy 1. Let's do 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 10 first. Then I'm going to end on another verse. I want you to know that death is a lie. Death is a lie. We were not created to die. No, we fell into death. Sin is death. And eternity lies in Jesus Christ. We have an eternity of life waiting for us. It was promised to us. And that in itself is profound if you, if you are hearing what I'm saying. We have an eternity of life outside of space and time, outside of death, outside of destruction, of chaos of this world. We have that waiting for us. It's here right now. Let that sink in. Next time temptation comes, ask yourself, is it worth losing my life for? Is it worth losing the gift that God has given me? Is it worth losing eternity over? Is that woman, is that man worth, worth it? No. Ask yourself that. Turn away. Follow after Christ. 2 Timothy 8 through 10. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. On that construction site, I was definitely being a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. It's what happens, but not always. Some people receive it, and that is the best feeling that you will ever have. Better than any high, better than any drunkenness. When somebody, they're like, whoa, I've never heard it like that before. No, I don't know about eternity. No, I've never heard of the Holy Ghost before. Tell me about it. That's the best feeling. It overcomes everything else, any affliction, any, any of the bad. It overcomes it. Man, it feels so good. Nine, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world even began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Lord Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death. This is Bible. He has abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light. Through the gospel, the gospel will bring you immortality. The gospel brings it to light. It shows you what you're missing. The gospel is like in a dark room when you turn on the light. It shows you what's in the room. It shows you what to not trip over. It shows you where to go. The gospel is the light. Jesus is the light that came to earth and revealed the gospel to us. Let's live it out. Let's get to know it. You can be free. There is a way. Jesus makes a way out of no way. In Luke 10 and 18, Jesus said unto his disciples, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And behold, take this with you. I give unto you power to tread on serpents. Last year at a men's conference, there's a great analogy that he used. He said, take a patch of grass and tread on it. Every single day, the same line, tread on it. Eventually, there's going to be a path worn into that patch of grass. Waking up every single morning, focused on Jesus Christ, praying to him. Ask God 
to give you somebody. But doing this, treading every single day on the path of Christ, eventually you start laying out a thick line. It's where you don't even have to look for it anymore. You already know. There is no guessing with it because you have treaded a line on that path and you're walking it every single day. But he says, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do not be afraid, but be aware. We have the power to tread on serpents. We have the power to tread on lust, on pride. We have the power to walk right over it every single day. We have that power. Let's take the power. Let's use it. Let's not waste the power that God has given us. If we can all just stand. If there's something you need right now from God, if there is sin that is blocking you from growing closer to God, ask God to reveal it. Confess it to him. Ask God for mercy, and you will be healed. Can we all just come up to the altar? We are one body, under one accord, under one God. Let's all come up. Let's get out of our seats. Let's all come up here. Do whatever you got to do. Whatever you do on your own time, pray to God how you pray to God. Let's lift up.